Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Good morning. What a beautiful day to be in the house of God today. I'm so thankful that we have the privilege to be able to come into the house of the Lord and that I have the honor this morning of standing here and speaking his precious word to you, his word that changed my life and basically has changed everyone's life here. I don't know, but I sure love him this morning, and I'm so thankful. You know, it was just so neat how you spoke about God's healing power when we take, partake of the communion, because he actually healed me. That morning when I took communion, I said, if, I heard that you heal sometimes when you take of communion. I said, uh, if that's true, would you heal me? Well, he did. In fact, I've been blessed to receive several, uh, really, I call them miraculous healings. One was instant, the other took a while, but it was still a miracle. So what, however God wants to heal us or to deliver us, that's part of what we are to remember when we take the communion. And Several weeks ago, in fact, I spoke to Pastor Garrett um, last Sunday when he uh, spoke about numbering your days. And God had been dealing with me about remembrance, about remembering things in my life. And because they helped me to go forward in my life, mile markers, I call them, that I remember so when we do this, remember this always, that when you do partake, believe that what he did for you has been done. Now I want to ask you a question this morning. Is there anyone here that has a hard time of, of remembering things? So I'm not by myself. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, we try to remember appointments and dates and all these things that you've planned for all week. So I take my iPhone. Anybody else use their iPhone and use the scheduling in it? Oh, I tell you, what would we do without our iPhones? Honestly, because I use mine all the time to remind me of things that are coming up, things I have to, appointments I have to go to uh, on the date. And in some things, they will give me a date two months ahead of time. If it wasn't for that phone, it would no more enter my mind than anything. In fact, the people know that, and the nurses will give you a heads up. And now you have to text back to confirm that you got the appointment. Because everybody's time's involved and all the things that, that we do in life. And I think, oh my goodness, if I lost my phone, I'd be in real trouble. Because one of the things that I do is I put birthdays in there. And then I put on an alert. And it will let me two days in advance. So that starts letting me know. So when I get the alert for two days, then I go back in my phone and I move it to one day. And then when that day's come, then the day that's actually here, I alert myself to let me know two hours beforehand. You know, I'm, I shouldn't have mentioned all that. 
But honestly, our lives, we just get so busy and, you know, our lives are running here and there. And I decided to call this, uh, to title this message, Don't Forget to Remember. Because we do forget to remember all that God's done when we go through things. We, we forget to remind ourselves of what he's done. And last week, I thought it was so good, Pastor Garrett mentioned and asked if any of us remembered his New Year's message. I didn't turn around and look. So, <laughs> because, you know, it's, we're six, seven months into it, and I just thought to myself, unless we write down things and think really hard, and I thought to myself, when you taught that, I thought, well, if I see a domino, I'll remember what he taught, but I never saw a domino. <laughs> so we really have to think hard about things that are spoken and take them into heart and even, you know, take notes. So I'm going to heaven because I did take notes because <laughs> I remember what you said. So anyway, um, I was just realizing how short of a memory that we have when it goes to remembering things. Most of us don't even look back because we don't have time. We're so busy moving forward, we even forget the things that have, you know, have been done. I said, and in fact, most of you all will probably forget what I preached today. But don't do it because I'm going to try to bring things in that will touch you every time you start to forget. <laughs> but, you know, Jesus said today, as often as you do this, he expected us to do it. Do it in remembrance of me. And you know, through all of that, that God, that Jesus had to speak that because he knew that we were a forgetful people. We would forget things that were brought to us. Now, you don't forget that you're saved. Maybe sometimes by our actions, it doesn't look like it. But God expects us to remember the things that have have been put into our heart. And so I just began to think on remembrance and why Jesus had to say, do this in remembrance of me. I thought, why would he have to say that after all he's done? All the suffering and, and the things that, that we remember today, all the many, many things that he's done for us and brought us life. And... I, I don't know. I just begin to think through the word of God and in the Old Testament, what his father did. So he knew sitting there with the disciples that he would have to have them to do these things and set it up as a sacrament, really, in the church to partake of his, of his blood, to partake of his body that was shed for us out of love, his reckless love. How, he, how much he loved us and how much God the Father loves us. That he runs after us. His love is reckless. We have to remember that without him, without the Holy Spirit to bring all these things to our remembrance, we would be in so many ways lost. So I begin to think of just a few, and I'm going to name a few of these things that God brought back to my remembrance when I was thinking about it, how that when 
he brought the children, he took Moses and brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of bondage, and did miracles all the way for Pharaoh to let them go. And then when they went out and were taken, the, the, uh, the Egyptians gave them all their jewelry, everything, gave them money, everything, as they left Egypt. They get to a stopping place where the Red Sea was before them, and they begin to complain. Were there not enough graves in Egypt? Now you've brought us out here to die? So we think sometimes how ungrateful we are. I think they were there as an example for us because we forget. We forget to be thankful. We forget to be grateful for all that he's done. He gives us smile markers along the way, things that we look back and remember in the past, where he, he divided the Red Sea. They went across on dry land, and yet they complained. They really did not remember what he had done all along their journey. And I just began to think on things, and I said, God, show me different things where you brought what you had done to their remembrance that they would not forget your mighty hand in their life. And one of them is Joshua. This is not really in any order. These are just things that, that God brought. Joshua 4, 1 through 7. He said, And it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan. Now, I want to give you a little background here. Moses had just died. Joshua was brought in as their new leader. And they were getting ready to cross the Jordan to go into where God had told them to go. He instructed them, this is where I want you to go. I want you to sanctify yourself. I want you to get ready. The ark is to go across the priest or to carry it. He began to instruct them every step of the way. And he began to encourage Joshua. He said, because when this happens, the people are going to recognize you as their leader, as they did Moses. So Moses or Joshua instructed the people what was to be done. And so they were getting ready to go over the Jordan. Real quickly, he parted the Jordan River, just like he parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel. And it said, It came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, One more. Take, whoops. And he command, well, where are we? <laughs> Should be verse two. Okay, so take for yourself, he told Joshua, 12 men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them. This is what he was to say to them. Take for yourself 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place uh, where, uh, where the priest, that's a long way over there, feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord, your God, into the midst of the Jordan. And each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. 
that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. These things were done as markers that whenever their children saw this, that had, God had done this great miracle where he had parted the Jordan River, where they had went across on dry land, that they were to set up a memorial, a place that whenever their children asked or they passed by, that they would tell them all that their God had done, that they would remember what God had done, and that they would tell their children that all that he had done because it was to go on to the next generation. That they were to tell them, they were to give them the truth of what happened there, that they would encourage their children. It's important with the things that we leave our children and that their, our children leave to their children all the things that God has done in their life. And in, in the footnote, I thought it was so neat, that building monuments was a common practice in Old Testament times. The monuments were visible reminders to coming generations of the power of God. That they were to know all that God did because these things were milestones. Does anybody have milestones in their personal life? Oh my goodness. I do. In Deuteronomy, let's turn to uh, chapter 6, 6 to 12. Moses had just been given the commandments. Uh, don't lie, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't do these things. And he began to speak that I want you to uh, leave reminders to your children, and this is what you're to do. And these words, he said, which I command you today, shall be in your heart, talking of the commandments. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, when you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. He was always warning, don't forget. Don't forget what I have done. Don't forget what I'm doing. And don't forget to tell your children that they are reminders. He said, remember, put them on the doorpost of your house. Talk to your children when you sit down, when you get up. 
put the word, put it, put scriptures in the house, put them on the doorpost of your house, put them on the gates before you get in to the doorpost. That God, that you remind your children of all that you have done. And when you get all these things that I promised you, don't forget. Beware, lest you forget where they came from. And all those things begin to go through my heart. You know, God, we, what a wonderful gift that you have given us, the gift of, remind, of remembrance. It's so powerful in our life, and it is so powerful that it will affect our children, our children's children and their children. Everything that we remind ourselves of that we put on the doorpost of our house to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Son of God, that he loved you so much that he gave his only Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but they would have everlasting life. What promises that we grab hold of the promises of God. And God was so diligent to remind the people because what you're remembering now is going to affect generations, generations to come. So whatever you do, do it in remembrance of me. Keep me in the for, for the foremost part of your mind. Focus on me. Have a relationship with me. And in Deuteronomy 4 through 9, I just picked this up in the scripture and, and I just thought it was so wonderful where he says here, only take heed to yourself and di diligently keep yourself lest you forget the things your eyes have seen Unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life and teach them to your children and your grandchildren and great-grandchildren. God, he is so good. He wants every generation, every generation to know what has happened. That all that God has done in the past, in the present, and all he's going to do in the future because of what was done back here. It's important that we don't forget to remember. And that's, I said that to myself. Don't forget to remember. What a reckless love that he has for you and I. That we remember the depth of his love. That he loves us with an unconditional love. And I love what Bree said this morning because it's so true. When I step up here or she steps up there, you count on the Holy Spirit. Because I know without a doubt, without him, I could do nothing. Nothing. He is everything to the gospel that Jesus did not leave us alone. Didn't you need to know that? That he gave us the Holy Spirit? Don't we need to know that God loved us so much that he gave his only son? And I've often said, if for nobody else, he would have done it for me. That's the, that's the love of God, the reckless love of God. And yet he has mercy upon me, a sinner. He has mercy upon us. He's compassionate and loving. He's always there. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you, Joyce. 
Nothing can separate you from my love. And we need to remember that. And remember that we are his creation. We are his children. And he is our life. And we depend upon him for everything. Without him. Without the Holy Spirit. Like Moses said, Lord, don't send me. (laughs) If your presence isn't there, I don't want to go. I don't want to be up here without him. Because he, I trust him. He is my confidence. And I had confidence in Bree this morning. She was left up here by herself today. And so, therefore, her total dependence, and it always is, is on the Holy Spirit. And I've always told him, you have a beautiful voice. And a beautiful anointing upon your life. So if there was never anybody but you, you would do a beautiful job because God's with you. And so we have to have that confidence in him. I have to have that confidence that no matter where I'm at or who I'm with or wherever he sends me, that he doesn't send me somewhere without the provision to go. That if he's called me, he'll provide for me. And you're his children. And it's just, I don't know, I just love that when we did that this morning, and I went to Pastor Garrett and I told him that uh, after church, you know, I said, God's been dealing with me about things like that to remember. And he said, Nan, or Pastor Joyce, (laughs) you want to preach next Sunday? (laughs) So I said, sure. But it's always a privilege. And I believe that when I stand before his people, that he's called me to do it. And I say it's always an honor to stand and to speak the word of God. So as we remember all that he's done. And I just took a few remembrances of things that the Holy Spirit led me to about their mile markers, their memorial stones. And and when I look back and, you know, with my daughter from the time she was a young girl and we were baptized in the Holy Spirit and she received the Holy Spirit and how her life changed And how she began to seek God and to love God. And I said, God, thank you that I knew this. That I was able to impart so many things into my daughter. I was able to take her to church. Because my mother had taken me to church. Every Sunday, in fact, my mother taught me in Sunday school. And she taught me right from wrong. So I had that where she would now say, now Jesus is watching you. I want to say, Mom, you ruin everything. (laughs) (laughs) But I never forgot it. And I remember my, one of my great-grandmothers, just the one thing, well, two things. The one thing, I went to her house one day, and used to, um, they call what they had, hobos. Do you all remember that saying? I don't know if I should use that word here this morning, if anybody remembers what a hobo is. 
but they used to ride the trains and things like that. They would jump and take rides. And, and a lot of times they would just go to people's house because there was not the fear of in, like there is today. And while I was there, uh, a gentleman came to the door and he actually had a stick with a cloth on the end. All right, don't try to figure my age. But I was a little girl when this happened. But anyway, he came and he asked if uh, she would have some food. And she said, I sure do. And she took him on in and set him at the table. Well, my mom had told me to beware of strangers, even back then. So I was going to protect my grandmother. And so I would stand back. And if I had to run or scream or do anything, I could do it. She set him right down at the table. She went and got food and set it before him. She filled his thing with food to take because then they would put cornbread in the, a little cabinet and cover it with a napkin or something and, or biscuits, all that stuff. And she would fix all this for him to go and just fed him. I mean, just this great meal. And so she, he left and everything. And, and I, I asked her, I said, um, should you do that? I said, he could have hurt you or something. She said, just remember this. The Bible says that you never know when you uh, are, uh, yeah, with an, uh, or an angel unaware, that you're talking to an angel and you don't know it. But that's scripture, that you never know. You be careful that you could be talking to an angel and you're unaware of it. Don't forget that. What's coming out of my mouth today? All of those things. And give me a little mustard seed necklace that remember, Joyce, your faith is like a mustard seed. It will grow in your life. I wore that for years. Don't know where it went. But, but then my other grandmother was a member, founding member of the Church of God in Somerset, Kentucky. And I remember her telling me all the time, we're praying for you, you know, that uh, for all my grandchildren. And that was her biggest thing, was praying for all of her grandchildren because she loved us. And I remember, like, also when I was ordained into the ministry, she came here and she laid hands on me and prayed for me. And I remember her saying she's going to have a hard road ahead of her. But God is with you. He won't ask you to do anything you can't do. And, you know, she would be 119 today. But how that all through the years she prayed for us. And we knew that. And I remember that today. And asked me to preach her funeral. And I said, I called her granny. I said, I don't know if I can do that. She said, no, you can do it. She kind of told me what to do. I said, yes. And she wanted me to do it. And I did it. But it was a very hard thing for me to do. But it was important to her that I did it. 
So today, as you remember those things that are mile markers in your life, and then when I got filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk to my son and my daughter and how I began to impart to them things that uh, I knew, like my mom did me. And then they took what they knew and began to impart it to their children, that they all got filled with the Spirit. And one important one to me is my grandson standing up here preaching today. Could that be a part of reminding of all the things she put, took them to church, did all the things that she knew to do to take from the past that she had learned that changed her life to bring it into her children's life. So I know I tell them all the time, my mom markers, and they let me repeat them over and over. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know I do, but something will happen that will jump up in my heart and in my mind, that yes, I've been there. He'll lead you, he'll help you. What he did for me, he'll do for you. He's no respecter of persons. He will give to you, he will make a way for you. So I put it in and in and in to their lives and my part and remind all that their grandfather did and how the church started and all these different things. And in fact, one of my grandsons asked, can we do a video of you? All the different things, all the parts, so we won't forget. And I thought that, so they all took part in that. And now that great-grandchildren are coming, they will be able to look back. We're kind of blessed now that they can look back and hear what their great-grandmother has said and done. And that means so much to me that I can leave those things to instill in my great-grandchildren. That they have a legacy, something going forward, like they will with their mother and so forth. That we remember all that God has done. And I do want to put in this real quick because I think it's important of all that I've said today is that we're now in, prog in the process of building and furthering our school. And God has so diligently and so blessed that I was able to begin something. And now you're taking it even further. And my prayer for my children was that they would go further than me. That they would take what they've learned and grow and mature even further. And I know that's their prayer for their grandchildren and for, with their children too, that they'll go further and vice, keep going down the line. But I believe that we sometimes need to remember where something started. That when people ask, and they've come to me and say, well, when did this start, or how did it start, or why did it start? Why did you, why did you do this? What was your purpose? Did God speak to you? And they would begin to ask questions because people like to know where in the past, how did this begin? And Garrett was raised here, knows here, went to school here. He knows the importance of carrying on God's work. 
and we get an opportunity to invest in the furtherance of the kingdom, which I think is such a blessing. And for God to now take all that in my daughter and Bree and him and all of us to invest in the kingdom. We may not have to do what he does because he's got a big responsibility on his life. But I know he can do it. If God can do something through me, the way I look at it, he can do something through anybody. Because we none see ourselves as strong or, or whatever, but totally dependent upon God. If this thing's going to go, it's going to have to be the Holy Spirit working through him and those involved in taking it forward. But now they have children. So they're preparing this for the next generation. I prepared it. God prepared it through me for that generation. And my daughter, big help, and Jody Wayne, and so many people, I couldn't name all of them today, that have been a great part of continuing this school on. And believe me, it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of energy. It's caused them to jump into things that, and do things and building and licenses and all these things that they're really being stretched to do things that they've never done before. And he has a big responsibility. We all do because we love the next generation. And we're preparing that next generation. So I want you to remember that when you give, when you sacrifice to give to, to the building of that school, that it's for the next generation and an opportunity for you to invest in the kingdom of God. And in closing today, I just want to, if you would uh, open Psalms 103, Verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives? He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Don't forget all the benefits that he's given to you. He promised all these things and he's faithful in his promises. He heals, he delivers, he forgives, he, he, he gives, he loves his children. And he wants you to remember all of these things. And I wanted to leave this scripture with you today. John 14, verse 26. Jesus spoke this, and up above it was titled, The Gift of Peace. And I felt like that there's some of you here this morning that need peace in your life that possibly you're facing things that you didn't think you were going to be facing. Maybe a sickness or a, a breakup, a, a, a divorce or losing a job or a relationship. All kinds of things 
that we face. I want you to remember this, what he speaks. He says, but the helper, this is Jesus' words, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, that you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this wor world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, and let us go from here. Hallelujah. He said, my peace I leave you. It's a gift. And any of you that need peace today, reach out and take it. You have to receive the gift, don't you? If I brought you a gift and I said, here, I, I want to give this to you. And you just look around and please take the gift. I love you. It's something special that you need in your life. And you need it, you'll use it every day of your life. Because you're going to face moments in this world that you're going to grab that peace. Thank you for the gift of peace. My peace, I give it to you. I want you to have it. I want you to reach out and to take my peace today. So any of you that are struggling, any of you that desire peace in your life, he said, I give it to you. So remember, remember the gift of peace when you struggle. Sometimes when I go through sickness or whatever, I remember, I have to bring to my remembrance. He said, by his stripes, you were healed. I bore the stripes for your healing. You have to be able to take it for your faith to operate. Because if you don't believe what he did for you and the stripes that he took for you, then you won't have to worry about being healed by him. <laughs> but I love him today. And the great price that he paid for me, his reckless love goes beyond anything I can imagine. I could never imagine giving my son or my daughter up for somebody else. Be very difficult if you think about it. And God the Father gave the greatest gift that he could give. For he so loved the world that he gave 
his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe, they would have eternal life. So when you think about the great price that he paid, and you remember all that he sacrificed and laid down, and in the garden he said, Father, if there could be some other way, would you take this cup from me? But nevertheless, your will be done. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. God, for the promises and the love that you've given and have shown to your children. Help us to be faithful and not forget to remember all that you've done. That when we won't take the gift of peace, how it hurts you because why wouldn't you take, I sacrifice so you could have this gift. So the Holy Spirit could come and help you and bring to your remembrance my love. I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. So, Father, I thank you today for that love, that great love, Father, that you showed for your children. And we honor you today as we did this in remembrance of all Jesus did. Thank you for everything, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.